0: Hi, I'm Kevin Harrington, an original shark from the hit television show Shark Tank, and you're listening to the Underdog Podcast hello everyone and welcome to the underdog podcast today i have an incredible guest here with me chris how are you my friend
1: doing well pamela thank you for having me
0: oh my god it's such an honor to have you here today thank you so so much oh my god i'm pumped i'm pumped because i see your background you've got a 10x certified accelerator multifamily apply- like i'm like i i'm gonna learn so much from you and like just can't wait to hear your story in detail and you know, I always start with like this one question that is very loaded one. Let's see how you handle it. What inspired you on your journey to where you are today, my friend?
1: Man, where we are today is beyond belief for us. And I will definitely give the credit to my wife, Marisella. Without her, I don't know that I would have had the jump start for where we are today. It was nowhere near being on my radar in life. And we found each other in 2017 and we just exploded in every aspect and so uh, first we, you know, professional conversations, grew that into a, a little relationship and then got married. During a four-year time frame, we were able to grow our rentals. Each of us had a couple of rentals. We only had four units when we met each other. And by 2020, that was in 17. By 2020, we grew to 35 that we owned ourselves. And today we are actually partners in 3,000 apartments. We also have two self-storage and three mobile home parks and like i said we've just exploded but what we found was to go back to your point what inspired me is her drive her want for more and i i knew i wanted that i just didn't know where to go what to do and as you can see like you said from the background we also found grant cardone who helped us to explode that concept from where we were semi happy with the 35 apartments to yeah like if we go bigger and go do more we can help more people. Like it's it's about helping the communities, helping the investors. Yes, it helps us along the way too, but we're providing jobs and homes and opportunities for folks far beyond we ever expected. So
0: amazing, Chris. My gosh. First off, I love your beautiful love story with Marisol. That is absolutely amazing. And that she inspires you and drives like that. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. I love that you have that relationship where you kind of really fuel each other to keep going further and further and further and to kind of build this empire together, which is so exciting. And I cannot wait to dig into that, but backing it up a little bit, Chris, on you. Now, what did you want to be when you grew up as a kid? Like, what was your dream?
1: So at about 20 years old, I joined the military. Uh, I was thinking I wanted to do something medical, but I didn't know exactly what. Um, My mom was a nurse. She's an RN. And um, I thought maybe that might be the avenue, but I didn't think I wanted to do doctor and all that good stuff so i did 11 and a half years as an enlisted person in the navy i was a corpsman which is kind of like a medic and then at the 11 and a half year mark i actually commissioned as a nurse and so i did another 15 years as a nurse before i retired from the military in september of 2020 and that's when we like we were already doing a little bit of rentals ourselves we had that portfolio of 35 and that's when we transitioned to the syndication side so but my expectation up until then was really just when I retired from the military, it was to go pick up a contract job where one of my three daughters lived. And like I, I just worked there for a couple of months at a time so I could get to spend more time with them as adults because they're, they're in their 20s. And I would just bounce around from one hospital to another kind of thing and just kind of do the same thing everybody's doing, right? W-2 job, nothing special, save a little bit of money and get to see family as much as possible and struggle to do it. Wow. That was kind of, and now when I look back at it, I'm like, man, that's so small. That's that's such a small thought and a small mindset, but it seems so awesome because 26 years of being in the military, I didn't get to spend that free time with my kids as much, right? I I had to be gone, I had to pull duty, whatever. So it was this lifestyle that that we've turned into has opened up doors for us that we're able to travel, we're able to go see family, help them. Like I said, uh, before we started recording, I'm going to put it in there. We're actually babysitting our new grandson for the next month. So that's not something people just get to do in their forties, right? They don't usually get to walk away and do that in their forties. So super blessed and thankful for the dreams that I had and the dreams that are coming up and the dreams I don't even know about.
0: I love that, Chris. First and foremost, thank you for your service. All those years, that is first and foremost. So, Thank you for that. And and I think what's really cool is your mom was an RN and then you transitioned into that too, which is like, it's so interesting how life
1: plays out, isn't it? Absolutely. I I won't say that I ever went, Oh God, I never want to do that. I was, it was always kind of interesting, but it became a true passion for sure. That's so
0: cool. And then transitioning into real estate, I'd be like, that is as opposite from the medical fields as you possibly could imagine.
1: You would think so, but there's actually a lot of people who transition into whether it's real estate on the syndications world, like we're doing real estate agents, you'll see a lot of healthcare providers switch over because they're still helping people. And that's really have that drive to want to do it. They just don't want to do it at the bedside anymore A lot of real estate agents that are previous medical providers of some sort. Oh, my God. I absolutely love that.
0: I absolutely love that. And I mean, it's that's really what it comes down to. I think what, what happens that gets lost in the sauce very often when it comes to real estate is like, you know, there's big money, big commissions, big, you know, passive income and all these things. But at the end of the day, you're helping people. That's really the foundation. Real estate's a local business, period. Always has been, always will be, and that's just what it is, right? Like, yes, you can make a lot of money, but with the right heart and the right intention, you can really like 10x as you have. And I've heard you mention that like several times. Like helping people has always been your sole focus. And now you're you get to do more of that, which is super amazing. Yep. Super amazing. I
1: appreciate it. I love that. We're oh, now able in our in our careers in our life we're able to give back even to people we don't know we've actually done two mission trips where we have given out wheelchairs once in mexico well actually twice in mexico and we were in trinidad and tobago and we went down and gave out wheelchairs to locals roughly 100 in each location is what we were given out and we're hoping to be able to go in may we may go to the philippines and do it again wow yeah that's amazing. Can't do that when you're doing your W-2 job. You can't just walk away and go do these things. You don't necessarily have the money to donate into these fun- these funds and charities. And we just, one of our mentors, I guess, put it out there during an event or something. And, and hey, would you be interested in doing in donating into this cause? And we did. And then over time, we grew a relationship that they were like, hey, we're going to go hand out some of these wheelchairs. Would you be- like to go? And of course, we'd been dying to do it. So, and then we connected with that group. And now we've done some of the events on our own, going out there on our own without the help of our mentor. Uh, we've just gone to help. And we're like, hey, if you're short, you're getting close to your time to go, you're short on people to help, give us a call. If it works in the schedule, we'll go. We have that opportunity.
0: I absolutely love that. And you're all about giving back, which is incredible as well. And you've had quite a journey in a life of really service. And now I always like to point out to many people because they're like, all right, so what really inspired Chris? right like growing up was it your mom who was doing the RN stuff like what, what who or what i guess motivated you big time growing up
1: i wish i had a definitive answer for that i would say that it's my mom but through another direction so my mom was a uh, public health nurse and so she went into people's homes in the community and, and provided care that they couldn't necessarily get to a a doctor's office or, and they weren't bad enough that they had to be in the hospital. Through that, she developed relationships with everybody in our town. And so Chris, as a kid, couldn't get away with anything without mom finding out about it either. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. As you get older, you come to appreciate the fact that they had such a high standing for her. And so for me, I would say that that was kind of a driving factor in heading in that way to help people. It was just something that's been in my family you know, my grandmother had done stuff through her community church and all that, all that as well. But I hadn't really thought about it in in that intense moment. So I apologize.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, no, I appreciate that, Chris. I just think it's so beautiful because everything is so rooted in her, it feels like, and everything seems to tie back to her somehow, which I think is absolutely, absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. And, you know, throughout your life experiences, I mean, you've seen a lot, you've, Dedicated your life to service and all of that. What has been some of the biggest obstacles, and how did you overcome them throughout the journey and the process?
1: oh finding time for you to do what you need. Whatever organization you're in, if you're in a W two job, if you're a contractor, you're a number of the same as a blanket. You know, and and this may be a little morbid or or, or far fetched concept, but find time to get what you need to out of your day, because for you. They just want to get the, the, the work, the business, they just want to get their share of you. And you need to figure out how to get above and beyond that. And that, that takes personal, internal accountability, drive, push. And if you don't have it, then you need to find accountability through a friend, a partner, a mentor, something along those lines who can help you find that avenue. A lot of people, they just go to work, come home, make dinner, go to sleep, watch TV for a couple hours and that's it and if you want to get ahead in life if you want to be set for your retirement years your 401k is not going to do it your stock market's not going to do it we see that real estate is a great opportunity and that even if even like right now when everybody's stressing over the interest rates and they feel like there's not a deal out there there's still deals out there there's still opportunities out there for these projects to perform very well they may not for these next six months or eight months but when we turn the cycle and it starts going back up all of a sudden the profits are going to be crazy the uh, the exit is going to make incredible money and all you have to do is be able to ride through that so if you're able to work your regular job and maybe find another way to bring on a little bit more income so you're able to invest then you're able to take advantage of that once you get one cycle through all of a sudden you're in 2 then you're in 4 then you're in 8 right and it just multiplies very rapidly at that point but you have to start taking action for making that happen and that's That's kind of the drive uh, on my side is to see that these are the things that we need to do so that we can have that freedom of time, place and being able to give back. Absolutely.
0: I love that, Chris. Thank you so much for sharing that. And now
1: tell me, like,
0: how did you meet Maricela? Because I'm so intrigued. I've been waiting for this part of the story.
1: Maricela is actually Mexican born, came to the States 25 years ago. I don't want to tell her whole story, but she actually joined the Navy Reserves. I was in the Navy. And she had done a deployment in 2016, came back from that. And there was an opportunity at a hospital I was at for two weeks of coverage for somebody who had had a baby and they were taking some maternity leave. And she was going to cover two weeks of that. Well, I happened to meet Marisella in Sicily. That's where we actually met. And at a Navy base, I was running the operating room and she does anesthesia for a living. And I was the OR manager, the operating room manager. She came to me because she was also the officer in charge at her command back in the States wow. and she needed to do reports on senior personnel and she didn't want to mess it up. She hadn't done that before and had that, that kind of impact on somebody else in that regard. And you, if, if you write a bad report or you don't write it quite correctly for the Navy, then you can mess up somebody's career, you know, and especially if they didn't deserve it, then that's a problem. So she came to me cause I had 20 something years experience at that point. And we had, like I said, conversations for about two weeks related around that. We talked about real estate at one point, and we had a couple other things being in the operating room. We can talk surgical procedures and stuff like that without a lot of backstory for any of these topics. And so at the end of the two weeks, I found out I, I was thinking reservist. She's in Austin, Texas, which is where we reside now. And there's nothing for the Navy there except for recruiting duty. And I wasn't interested in that. So I didn't really think anything in that in the romantic side when I was talking with her. And then she said something about being a contractor. Uh, which means she goes from state to state, hospital, hospital, kind of what I was thinking of doing in retirement. And I was like, hold on, time out. That changes a lot of stuff. That means you're willing to move around a little bit. You're willing to be in different locations, which I, I was planning to stay in a little bit longer. And I still had like four months in Sicily. And so for the next four months, we actually talked on the phone every day for those four months until I got back. And we officially called it dating about a month before we ever had our first date. <laughs> so,
0: oh,
1: sorry to take a little little bit of time, but it is- you No,
0: I love it.
1: But no, it's it's been amazing for as much time as we've spent apart. And like I said, we met in 2017. It was actually fall of 2020 when I retired is when we actually started living together full-time. Like there were little pieces when she would be between contracts and she would come back out to wherever I was stationed and uh, spend a month or something. But fall of 2020 was the first time that we were actually together 24 seven. And at that particular moment, we were also doing a renovation on a quadplex because we were still doing our own small stuff. So mm-hmm. add that into a mix of changing your whole dynamics of your relationship. And if you can make it through that, we're thick as blood, if not thicker.
0: Uh, I 100% agree with that. A fourplex while you're doing all of this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys definitely passed the test. That's incredible. That's incredible. I love how your energy is just like meshed together and just. Created this beautiful union, which is incredible. But like from that union, you now then took your four units to 35 in how many years? One was it one or two?
1: So when we did that quadplex, that was actually the last four units of the 35. So in four years, wow. years we grew to 35 apartments. Now we, I told you earlier, we're in almost 3,000 3, partners, but we actually are the general partners. In other words, we run the we're part of the run the group that is actively running the the asset for almost 2000 so we went from wow. 30 to 2000 apartments in two years.
0: Yeah. Definitely walk me through what that looks like because the reason why I love this, there's so many people listening right now. There's a lot of millennials that are listening and you know, people from all over, but there's a lot of people listening that, you know, are in completely different fields that are so interested in real estate investing and they don't know how to transition, for example, from like the medical field to go into real estate. Like, how can they make their money work for them and that kind of thing? So I'd love to hear like the step by step on how you guys really got there because that is amazing and it's not like you had real estate backgrounds or she didn't you didn't i mean you guys were in the navy you know
1: we're both medical we're both military background um yeah. i did uh in my last duty station so in 2018 i got my mba so i understand business she had a business wow. degree go and on this side of it it was really covid kind of kick-started us with I guess, being involved with other people. I know that sounds weird. COVID, you met other people. Well, everybody started these virtual events. And so we jumped on a virtual event and we found a mastermind that was basically around the things that we were doing in real estate. And from that, we found partnerships. And then we also had talked to somebody before I retired that was in another program for syndications, which was something that we'd been talking about for a few years. We just didn't know how to Mm. do it. And with the potential to deploy, we didn't want to be in charge of other people's money. So right. That, all right, when one of us retires, that's when we'll start focusing in that direction. But we continued to educate ourselves, get ourselves prepared. So we have a you know, time there. As soon as I retired, September of 20, we joined a, a group that taught us the ins and outs of syndication all the way from finding a broker all the way to the closing table. We already knew how to run the assets. We already knew how to run that business plan because we've done it on a smaller scale with our quadplexes and eightplex and and single family stuff. And let's see, it was about 13 months after we joined that group that we were able to close on two syndications, 350 apartments. So we had already 10X our portfolio in 13 months. And then now we weren't the full owners. I get that. We're not the full owners, but we're okay with that. A a small slice of a big pie is a pretty good slice sometimes rather than having a whole small pie, like having the little ones that you buy at the store for yourself, right? And so all we keep doing is adding a little sliver of pie into it. Every time we close another deal, we're adding another little sliver of pie. So it's been able to help us grow. And we're having more and more experience with each of these different projects, because we've got things from A-class all the way down to C-class properties. And then we also, through that first mastermind, we found partners for mobile home parks and self-storage, where they're the experts in those areas. And we come in with the remote business sense and being able to evaluate that side of the business so that we can help. Those are more joint venture than, than syndications. How can somebody do it? How do you do the transition? So we've actually spoken with a husband, wife, investor couple that from 2016 to 2021, they 6X their net worth just by passively investing. They continue to do their day-to-day pharmacy jobs. And any extra income, they would invest passively with people they know, like, and trust. They ended up going from a $500,000 net worth to a $3.5 million net worth. And so that was in five years. And that's with only just doing that job. Like I said, if you have that job and you just go home, watch TV at night, and you don't want to do anything else, that's, they just they understood the process. They understood what they were looking at for underwriting. And so that's one way that a busy professional can get in there and start growing their wealth without having to take away from their current employment and current income. The other option is to become more active and you start looking for deals. You start talking to partners, you start developing those relationships so that you can get into something. But again, you're going to have to give up something in order to to start to generate income and make more money out of that and increase net worth out of that. So for the busy professional, we recommend you focus on what you're doing, keep generating income that you're able to invest and, and you can grow your net worth as well. But if you want to push this direction, we're happy to have a deeper conversation on it, but it is possible. We have closed nine syndications since October of 21. And this is now April of 23. So 15 months. And we have brought 12 new people into those syndications that several of them, like at least three or four of them are on their second or third syndication on their own. So we're happy to do it. We just, there, there's different avenues for doing that. And um, you know, everybody, there's some friends that we've brought, brought around, showed them some of this stuff, had discussions and they went with a different group because it resonated with them, you know? So that's really what it boils down to. And uh, you know, at the end here, we'll, We'll pass uh, contact information, and we're open to having discussions with folks to see what they're looking for.
0: For sure, for sure. So, Chris, I'm going to back it up a little bit because sometimes, uh, like you and I know what syndication means. Sometimes people are like, "What is that?" Right? Like, I remember the first time I heard syndication, I was like, "I, I don't, I don't know what that is." <laughs> You're right. So, yeah. So, walk me through like the the elementary of like apartment multifamily investments because this is where everyone wants to invest but nobody wants to manage right? right So like so walk me through that.
1: I love it. So I like to, to describe it. We'll just say it's called group buying essentially. Mm-hmm. We will go out as a, as a syndicator we will go out and find an, an opportunity. We will vet the opportunity and make sure that the due diligence is appropriate. Just like if you were buying a home you'd have a home inspector come out and look at it. you'd have a broker lender, all that stuff. So we line up all those things. We get a lawyer to make sure they put together all the documentation for the SEC, the Securities Exchange Commission, to file this with them so it's all appropriate. And and then we'll do an operating agreement, a business operating agreement. So when we're all said and done and we know we're going to buy this property, we will present the opportunity to investors. And they get to look at all this documentation. They can look at all the stuff and listen to the opportunity that's presented ask questions, and they then get to sign up and transfer their funds over to the business that is actually going to be the ownership of the property. It's kind of like buying stocks in, in Coca-Cola. You have no responsibility when you buy into, sto- into stocks in Coca-Cola, right? You have no responsibility. And if they were to be sued, they're not coming after you for any of the money. You know, If there was some to be a problem, they're not coming back after you for, for anything. But with any investment opportunity, there's always risk there's always risk of losing your investment. So I have to say that as a, as a starter as well. Now, as a syndicator, we also, we're doing labor, we're doing work, we're making sure we're managing the asset, we're making sure that the business plan is, is occurring and we're keeping it on track. So the ownership of that LLC or that that ownership of the property is split in an eight, usually an 80-20 or a 70-30 split. And we'll just say 80-20 just for the ease, ease of it all. Well, the 20%, I like to equate that to joint venture. Everybody in that 20% is a general partner and they all have to have a job in how this property runs. Whether mm-hmm. it's online stuff or asset management, CapEx management, which is the uh, upgrades you would do to the property. That group is the active component of the ownership. Everybody else is owns 80% of the property with whatever amount that you put in based off of how much equity was raised, you own 80% 80 of whatever that property does. Whenever distributions go out, you get 80% of the distribution split amongst your personal ownership. So the more money you put in, the more you would get when we sell the property, we generally try to do, depends on the age of the property, but we generally try for a three to five year hold that we look to do 80% to to 100% return on investment. So, a 1.8 equity multiplier to a 2.0 will double your money in three to five years is what the goal is. Mm-hmm. What we do when we underwrite those deals, we are very conservative in how we underwrite so that what we try to do is under promise and over deliver, but we, we don't promise that we're going to over deliver. We just say, hey, here's here's what we're going to try to do, right? That's the expectation. We can never say promise, I guess I'll say, we can never say promise or guarantee your returns, just like with Coca-Cola or Amazon or Facebook, you know, the value could go down. It's less likely, but even in this market with the interest rates, we talked about a little earlier, the values of properties are going down for a minute, but just like with Coca-Cola or Facebook, if you wait and the value comes back up, that's the time to sell right? If you're not, if, as long as you're able to make that property perform and, and the business plan continue, there's, it doesn't matter what the economy does. You should have a hard asset that's there. Tried, true, tested. There's always going to be a renter wherever we're looking. We don't go into little markets that are like Detroit, <laughs> just to pick a city that everybody understands. There's not a lot of movement into the area. So there's probably not a lot of so that's kind of the the quick skinny of a syndication or group buying.
0: That's so cool, Chris. I love that. I love that. I love that it's broken down because some people are like, "Oh, the hell do we do that? What's that? You know <laughs> what does that look like? You know, especially even just as an investor, which is incredible. And now, in your perspective, I mean, you've seen these deals kind of happen throughout the last five years. Mm-hmm. right Your portfolio of five, six years, your portfolio expanding. Now, what has been some of the keys to success? in this and then what have been some of the obstacles and how do you overcome them
1: keys to success for our side so we've also had uh we also passively have invested in deals we had one well i guess i'll I'll start off keys to a success is to be involved on our side make sure that your syndicator is uh well vetted take it ask them for other deals that they're in ask them for the financial information ask them Mm -hmm. for original pitch deck on on that property that they're in so that you can take a look and evaluate and see where they're at is this are they actually a good manager of the property you know i would say that that's probably the one of the biggest keys to success is vetting your your team making sure that you know that they're going to be able to manage that property well and they're going to be able to carry out that business plan one of the things that i didn't mention on getting into that buying it is that when we underwrite it, there's also a broker that underwrites it. There's a lender that underwrites it. When you buy a single family home or a duplex, it's just you going, hey, I want to buy this. And the lender's like, yeah, okay, cool. Go for it. There's no, no, there's no backstop to make sure that this is a good idea. And so that, that's an extra plus is that you are going to bring on a team of individuals. A lot of them are third party and you're paying them to act on your behalf in, in your best interest. But that's also the best interest of the investor. And that's really our our focus is the best interest of the investor. Even if um, we just got done, we we own a property that we've owned for a year now. We just did an investor review last night, actually. And we didn't do, we did one payout and we haven't done anything for a couple of months. And we said, there's a reason. And so at the annual report, we had that reason rationalized out. And we said, look, the property's making money. Here's everything that's going on. I said, but rather than borrow more money and increase our mortgage payment, we took the cash flow from the property, reinvested it into the property to do the upgrades that the lender will reimburse us for. And now that we might be on that tipping point for the interest rate, we actually won't pay as much for borrowing that money as we would have if we did it. So after that, people were just like, okay, I see what you guys had going on. Now I understand. So I will say another key to success, be transparent and communicate often. Mm. So those would be my three. And then the downside, obstacles. So right now the interest rate's an obstacle, not only for your deals, but the hard part is with the shift, it's, you know, let's say it started eight months ago. Sellers are still holding out for those end of 21, early 22 prices, they still want those, those dollars. To be able to give to their investors, which I completely understand, but the market's changed. You've picked a bad time to sell, and this is what it's gonna be. So the obstacle there is finding the right deal. So we just we've done a couple of offers, but we put it in at the price that we feel is appropriate. If we don't get the deal, that's fine. And we've made best and final a few times, but we just haven't made it to the contract phase. We haven't been accepted. But the other side of it is the next the person who did, we've seen a couple of times where they've had to drop out because they the deal didn't work anymore hmm. so we were actually rational in our offer and these guys said oh yeah we'll meet your price okay yeah we'll just get it on contract and then we can renegotiate we're trying to be pragmatic with it you know and make sure that they realize this is the reality and so we've seen a couple of times that it's actually sold at the reality of what we had originally submitted so that's one of op- the, the obstacle with the seller the other is the investors that don't necessarily understand fully where we're at, what we're doing, how it works. And I'm not trying to downplay that at all. You know, everybody has their, their element of risk that they're willing to take on. Know your criteria. Make sure that your every investment you do fits within your criteria. If you want to branch out, you take a little bit of the extra cash that you don't mind, and then you branch out for something a little more risky. There's all kinds of syndications and opportunities to invest in real estate. And it really boils down to know your people and be able to vet them, like I said earlier, and know what their history looks like. Because that's probably the biggest risk that you can take is jumping in with somebody that you don't know and you don't know their Mm -hmm. history.
0: Totally. Especially with your money. (laughs) Do your due diligence, people. Everyone loves when they showcase all these beautiful things in the minute you ask them. financials it turns into like a whole nother game right i mean the ones who are authentic with it they're like oh yeah no problem here you go here's full transparency exactly if anybody questions giving you financials you should have every reason to question (laughs) them Uh, all things real estate
1: and and honestly financials is kind of a faux pas for people to talk about right yeah it's something with people and usually it's because people are uncomfortable they're either uncomfortable because they don't have enough or they know that they make far more than they should or far more than the other person they're talking to so they're just not comfortable with that conversation but in this world you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable that's what i say
0: <laughs> absolutely totally chris i'm totally with you and i'm so excited to hear what your next response is going to be to this so this is my favorite question and i always love I you the best for last of course Let's go. Now, <laughs> Chris, now this can be business, personal life, whatever, whatever you choose to be. Now, what would your older self tell your younger self based on what you know now?
1: I would have sought out real estate earlier. I didn't really figure it out until I was about thirty seven when i I came across somebody in the military who said, "If you can own ten homes, like fully own them by the time you retire." you'd be able to live off of your retirement and that income for the rest of your life. And you shouldn't really have to worry about it. So at that point I was already 11 years in, I had, I was like, man, and I'm overseas at the time. And I'm like, I don't even have a chance to buy another property right now. And I only had one and I was like, man, I was kicking myself because I had purchased some and sold them when I left the duty station, you know, and had I kept them, I would have had some built up. So that would have been my, my advice to myself earlier would have been get started sooner. And so the last half of my career, I actually spent a lot of time at work talking about it, like discussing what I do. That's the other thing. Discuss what you do and what you want to do. The universe will provide when you talk about these things, because if you don't, it's just you trying to make it happen. But you have a network, you have people to talk to. You have people who have friends that maybe they're selling something. Maybe they already, maybe there's somebody who has more experience than you Ah, hitch a ride, have a conversation and see what happens, you know, but there's so much more out of partnerships and stuff like that. So if my earlier self would have been to get involved sooner and, and start meeting people within the real estate realm, so I could learn more and I would have moved along a lot faster or a lot further. Absolutely love that. Chris. Well, it looks like,
0: your vertical right now. Is that like a 90 degree, like up, 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 So I think you're making up for lost time very quickly, my friend.
1: We're, <laughs> we're trying. We don't have time to mess around. We want to, I won't say that we want to kick back and relax on the beach. Cause every time we try to do that, we're always on the computer, on the phone or doing something else, but, or we, we do set everything aside and spend time with family, friends, other, other folks to try to help build them up. Uh, one thing with the military was mentorship. And so we always looking ahead of us and we always had a mentor that was like two or three steps ahead of us. And that way you're not, you're not a threat to them, I guess I'll say in the military anyways, cause you're not going to be close to taking over their rank or their job. And so we kind of took that on by grabbing mentors. And then also we always make sure that we reach back a little bit and, um, and bring some folks along with us, try to help people who are just trying to get started or trying to understand more.
0: I love that Chris. And like, so what's up in your world in like the next few months, like. What are you guys working
1: on? Probably a lot. So we just got this 10X certification. Uh, We are now 10X certified business coaches, which also plays into our creative business. We have a uh, coaching, the coaching business there, as well as a virtual assistant agency. We found with our scaling so quickly, there's no way we could do that by ourselves. And so we had hired some virtual assistants to help us out. And then we had friends that were like, wait, I see what you guys are doing. How, how do I do that? And so we would refer them to the website we used and it was a process. Like it took a little bit of time and a process and whatever. And some of these folks are very, like they're 10 years in on doing syndications and still doing everything themselves. I'm like, that's low and slow uh, in this, in that world. And you have to delegate stuff and that's another benefit to being military we always had to delegate but anyways, with our virtual assistant agency we're able to provide people especially real estate related but we're able to help in any business it's amazing how much stuff transcribes over to other businesses a lot of people develop their processes and um and grow their business as well with that so that's a very new business for us syndications is is also the focus so keep trying to build the uh multifamily stuff it has great tax benefits as well as wealth generation so that's what we're trying to do for ourselves as well as others
0: i absolutely love that chris thank you so much for sharing that you guys are up to like incredible stuff out there just like life-changing stuff with business coaching that you're offering the virtual agency like which is amazing helping people create more time in their lives and then of course helping people up their net worth which is always in a passive way just always incredible. Now you've got to let everyone know where to find you and your awesomeness, Chris.
1: Oh, I don't have an email or anything. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so you can reach out to us at invest at upplex.com and it's up plexcom And that's that's also our website. So uplex.com and you can see more about us and uh send us an email, let us know that you're interested. We'd love to help you on your journey from our website. You're able to book a call and all that stuff too. But please feel free to reach out. You
0: are amazing, Chris. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm so grateful to hear your story, your journey, everything that you're up to. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So that's it for today's episode of Underdog. Catch us next week, always dropping on Thursdays. And remember, if you're interested in real estate or want to learn how to create more money and magic in your life, check out meetwithpamela.com and let's chat sending you so so much love underdogs, underdogs, underdogs. all we know is all the time barking like some underdogs underdogs